Welcome back to NC Realtors Redefined, the NC Realtors podcast. On this episode of Redefined, NC Realtor Amy Hedgecock gathers her coven of fiends to share some tales of realtor horror. And with me today for scary stories in real estate is Bob Bates, Lori Edwards, Lolita Malave, Connie Corey, and Lisa Holmes. We're all here to share our scary, spooky stories. Ah. All right, so I feel I feel good about this. Who wants to go first? What you got, Lolita? What spooky stories have happened to you? Well, okay, let me tell you my real estate haunted house story. So in Greensboro, there is a house that was the site of a very tragic occurrence. There were a couple of people, well, one person that died in that house at the hand of another. Um, Beautiful house, gorgeous luxury property. Um, It was a little bit later in the year than it is right now. It was late October, and I'd been showing these people houses And this one, I said, you know, it's a long shot. It's not exactly where you want to be. It's a little bit more than you wanted to spend. And I just need you to understand that there's rumor that it may be haunted. Because I don't want the neighbors to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Well, the husband, he's like, that is a bunch of nonsense. There's no such thing as being haunted. The wife was like a major Christian. She said, the Lord is my shield and he will protect me. I'm not afraid. I said, okay, let's go see it. So we went, gorgeous home. We walked through, it's empty. There's nobody living there. We walked through the house, looked at every nook and corner And we get to the front door and we're standing there. I said, well, now y'all, you need to think about it. Let me know what you think. Um, We'll get together tomorrow. And, you know, we're getting ready to say our goodbyes. A toilet flushed in the back of the house. We looked at each other and I said, well, then I'm good. What about y'all? And the wife said, there ain't enough Jesus in the world for me to buy this house. Let's go. <laughs> so it was weird. It that was also come down significantly in price, I heard. It did. It just recently sold again. Oh, again. And yes. uh, that so you house- could say the price went down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> What you got, Lisa? (laughs) Well, this was actually before I was uh, in the, it's real estate related, but before I was in the profession, I'm a second generation realtor. And my mother had gotten a listing that was um, a a pre-foreclosure, if you will. And the, um, she needed somebody to go clean it. Now, most of the furniture was removed from the house, but there were still stuff in the cabinets. And I was home from college. I was looking for a way to make some extra dough. And uh, 
So I said, sure, I'll go clean it. So I loaded up the vacuum and all my cleaning supplies. She says, well, now it's weird. The, the curtains are up in the living room, but she must have had some kind of decorating thing for Halloween or something because there is a bird hanging from the drapes. So be sure to get that down. And I was like, okay. And so, you know, I'm, I'm like five foot nothing and about as wide. And the... So I took a step ladder to get this. So I go in the house and seriously, all the furniture is gone, but all the cabinets are still full. So first thing I do is I'm going to go get the, the decorative bird down. Well, it was not a decorative bird. It was a dead crow that had somehow gotten in the house and had tangled his little feet up in the draperies and had died there upside down. Okay, totally, totally creeped out. Blech. So next, but I got it. Next, I go to the kitchen and I'm starting to clean out the cabinets. But I open up one pots and pan cabinet and there is at least a hundred dead yellow jackets in the cabinet just they're all laid out there and oh that is so so creepy so i called my mom and i was like what is the deal with this house she said i don't know there was a death i'm not sure exactly what happened it you know they won't tell me anything but i know at least one of them died I'm like, okay, so now I'm in the master bedroom and, or bathroom, and I open up the closet, and it is full of toiletries and medication, and there is medicine bottle after medicine bottle of a drug called Anabuse, and so I happen to be uh, working as a tech for a pharmacist. So I called her and I was like, hey, what is this drug? And she said, it is for alcoholics. And if they take the drug, they if they take the drug and then drink, they become violently ill. And so it's to deter people who are addicted to alcohol from drinking. And I was like, okay, that that's creepy. That's just weird. And so I'm cleaning up and I, Obviously, I have judged these people from top to bottom, mm -hmm. yeah, but, you know, I have all my trash bags and my dead bird and my dead bees and, you know, drugs and drugs and drugs and drugs. <laughs> Nothing fun. So then, no, keep in mind, I was in college, but so then I've got the main floor clean and I'm going down to the basement. I go down to the basement and it just has this awful horrible, hor just creepy. You know that feeling you have when you, you've been in a space and it just feels like there is just so much negative energy here. And usually that's when I'm with, you know, well-dressed women that I feel that way. But this, <laughs> this room was empty. And um, so I, you know, vacuum, I dust and everything. And I there's a powder room. So I go, I turn on the light. And it bursts this bright yellow light. 
and then something went pop and the light went out and you have never seen a fat girl run upstairs so fast. <laughs> I could have won awards. I was out the door. I left my dead bird. I left my dead bees. I left all of my drugs and I went the mature person that I was and I ran to my mommy. <laughs> <laughs> And I made her come back to the house with me so I could clean that half bathroom and still get my cash. So, but I am convinced that something nefarious happened there. And <laughs> Connie, I hear you have a story that involves a little bit of the dark side. I've been doing this for 34 years, so I have a lot of horror stories. Um, back in the early nineties, I owned my own company and we were, we, back then banks could refer listings and things to you. And, um, so we were trying to get into the foreclosure market and, uh, I was doing some work for bank of America. And, um, back in my younger day, I was a really thin girl, really thin. And I wore really like high heel shoes to work and suits and stuff like that. And um, I went to um, a foreclosure that was, you know, most of Pitt County is rural. And um, so this was rural northern Pitt County. And um, I went and when I got there, the property was uh, um, an abandoned double wide that sat on five acres of wooded land. And I was driving a Ford Expedition at the time, thank the good Lord. And when I drove up, somebody had taken the brick underpinning, they had taken the heat pump, they had taken the steps. And the, they had sent me, the bank had given me a key of which I did not need um, because the door was ajar. So I go in and um, I drive up and the only way for me to get, because northern of the north of the river, a lot of it's in the floodplain. So this house is about six, seven feet off the ground. So I pull my my um, expedition up. I go from the driver's seat to the passenger seat and get the door open just enough that I can stretch to the door to get into the living room. So I get into the living room. All the cabinets are gone. Flooring's gone. All's in there is, is drywall and subfloor. Oh and I am a creature of habit. I go to the back and work my way up. So I went to the back of the house. There was, it was four bedrooms, two baths, and everything is like, you know, stripped down to nothing. I get to bedroom number one, which is the room I get to before the living room. All the doors had been taken off of the property except this one. So I opened the door and there is a black casket oh. in that room. No. And so I'm like, huh. So I, I've been concealed carry for a very long time. And I'm thinking, well, I've got, I've got my gun in my car, which is doing me zero good in here. Do I go and see what's in the casket or no? No. Well, yes. I, I, my eyes automatically go to the casket. And then I look up and there's red handprints on the wall. Oh, my God. How my room. And then there's splatter. No. Oh, this no. is not at um, 
Halloween, by the way. This is in the spring of the year. So I kind of tiptoe <laughs> in my four-inch heels, peep in, and there's nothing there. So I'm like, shoo. So I go to back out. And when I'm back, there behind out, you. I step on bubble wrap. Oh. And all I hear is, Lisa, I might have beat you in the race. Yeah, no, no way. <laughs> into the window of my car. And, <laughs> and I got about two miles down the road, and I'm like, what the hell are you doing? So my dumbass turns around and <laughs> finishes getting my pictures and all my information for my foreclosure listing. So it ended up selling. And you sold it as a handyman special, right? <laughs> <laughs> so Bob and I share kind of a haunted story. So <laughs> I will I will start this and uh and, and go over to Bob to finish up um once I called him about it. So I had a listing um in the apartment building that we were managing. Owners bought it sight unseen. It was its own scary tale, which actually I I shared on Lee Brown's podcast, um, crazy shit in real estate, but this is another whole bit of craziness that I didn't share with her. So y'all are getting the inside scoop today. (laughs) So the crime out in this location was so bad that we actually paid off duty cops to, to sit out there. And I would give them a list of all of the vacant units, um, you know, to make sure if there was anybody ever coming or going out of those units, they were not supposed to be. They're vacant. Um, so I don't know how this got overlooked, but I get a call from the police. It's like, you know, um, there's 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 a dead person. There's a dead person in this unit. And uh, I said, which one? And they were like, it told me H or whatever. And I said, okay, well, that one's actually supposed to be vacant. It's an end How did the guy? <laughs> yeah, it's an end unit. And it was like, they were supposed to be vacant. And I said, okay, well, how did this this guy get in there? Did he like break in? Was it like a, you know, drug overdose or something like that? You know, happened to somebody that that broke into the place? And they were like, no, he lives here. <laughs> All the neighbors thought he lived there. A guy had been coming and going like he lived there. Um, and at no point did the police ever notice that this guy was coming and going out of this property. But yeah, I thought she uh, was going anyway. it was the off-duty cop. It was Deb. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we, we um, it, come find out the guy died died of natural causes, I guess. Um, but I called Bob because he's kind of my go-to guy when I need to need to complain about stuff or tell him just the crazy things that have happened. And uh, and so I called Bob, and and Bob says this, and this is where I'm going to pass it over to Bob to finish up this story. So I just happen to say, was it an end unit? And did he come through the secret door with the floor access that you could get in through the back of the unit behind the bushes? And she's like, how do you know that? I had done a broker price opinion on the property for the people that were selling it to her clients (laughs) many years before. We could never get into a unit until one day the door opened up. There was a dude living in there. Might have been the same one. 
<laughs> Probably was. Then there was a hole in the floor. They had made a door, and he was going through the the crawl space out through the back and it was well very well hidden but coming in through the floor door was always locked padlocked no way you could get in and out um so yeah. i'm like i described the unit and amy was like how do you know that <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome that was a fun that was a fun day it was fun times fun yeah. time. i'm glad so, i'm glad that that's no longer in my portfolio <laughs> so i do have a quick story so a little bit sad. Um, friend of mine, his father was a bit of a recluse, and he talked to him probably once a month. And his dad hadn't answered him, and so he asked me to go. Had a weird feeling, asked me to go with him to check on him. So went and checked on him, and his dad had passed away, um, unfortunately. But we did everything we needed to do. Cleaned out the house. They sold the house, and it was before I was in real estate. So fast forward, I'm now in, in real estate and I have realtor friends and a friend of mine keeps telling a story about this house they bought that they rehabbed and in the, um, what they had turned into the, the pool room or rec room, middle of the night, the pool balls would always move around. And so we're talking and all of a sudden I went, huh, did you buy the house? And they're like, yeah, somebody had passed away in the house. I said, um, what room did you make the billiard room into? Well, it used to be the family room where, you know, they had their living sofa and all of that, you know. And I said, it's the dad. And she was like, what are you talking about? And I said, my friend's father passed away in that house. Swear to God, it's the dad. Here's his name. Tell him that everything's okay and tell him to get out and, oh. and move on. Literally went home that night when they heard the noises and said, Hey, everything's fine. We're taking care of the house. Can, you know, we're good. The pool ball stopped moving. They'd lived in the house two years. Wow. Here it's the pool balls moving around. I got chills. I used to think the kids were playing pool at night and would get up and go, right. Stop playing pool. <laughs> Creepy. Creepy stock. All right, Lori, what you get? Um, the house that we're living in now may be haunted. Come on. Do we, Do we, we, we hear people walking on the ceiling of the room. There's no, no floor above it except for the attic. Um, and Caroline was Caroline's my 21 year old daughter. She was with my two year old granddaughter in the kitchen just last week. Little Ayla sitting in her high chair. Caroline is, I don't know what she's doing in the kitchen, getting her something to eat. And Caroline saw someone like a, like a blurb go behind Ayla and down the hallway. And she didn't say anything. She just noticed it. Well, Ayla noticed it also. And turned and went, this? Like, what is this? So Caroline's freaked out about that. But we have also started finding little handprints on walls and mirrors in our house that weren't there when we moved in. And they're like upside down handprints. 
it would be really hard for someone to like place on the wall. You got the upside down in your house, Lori. You need yeah. to get out. So Lori, I, so I, sh- I should mention that I live like a couple of, of blocks from Lori. And uh, when I moved into my house, um, it was haunted. I mean, it really, we heard noises, we heard voices. Um, <laughs> Caleb, uh, you know, my, who's a total cynic, he's my, he's my, my, my son, but he, uh, he heard voices downstairs when, before we'd even moved in, we didn't even have furniture in the house. And he went down there looking for his grandmother and, uh, someone answered him, but he came back upstairs and let us know that it was like, I called for grandma and someone said, yes, but there's nobody down there. My sister heard things. My husband heard things. It was crazy. But then, yeah, it happened for like two years after we first moved in. And then the heat or the uh, air conditioning stopped working one summer. I guess it got too hot for any ghost to hang around with because he left after that. Like we never, <laughs> never had any other issues so you at all. Becky in the basement with the ghost. I see how you do your mama. <laughs> <laughs> Why he left, you know, I don't know. I can't. Yikes. Well, thank you guys for being on the call today. Happy thank Halloween. You. That was fun. Baby, baby. Happy Halloween. Halloween. Be sure to catch up on every episode of NC Realtors Redefined by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or SoundCloud.